Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello, guys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the two league matches I've played lately in the French League and the Swedish League. And I'll also get into quite a few questions from my Patreons. And if you want to have the opportunity to also ask questions for the podcast, please go check out patreon.com slash where you can also read about other benefits you can get from supporting the podcast. You can get personalized video messages. You can get some feedback on your actual matches and lots of other cool benefits. So please go check out patreon.com slash and see how you can support this podcast and get some advantages out of it. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. So last week on Saturday, I played my first match for my new French club, Chambly, which is a club uh, located about half an hour uh, drive from Paris. It was a real nice uh, experience to play there for me. We won the match 8-0, which is obviously a very good start for us. We played a, uh, a newly promoted team called Marron. Uh, I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice start. It was a two-hour drive from uh, from Chambly, where my team is from. Uh, so it was nice to, after a long drive, actually get a uh, get a good performance in and get a good result. In the French league, the system is that if you win five, three, six, two, or seven, one, you get five points. But if you win eight zero, you get an extra point added, so you get six points. So we got that extra point, which was uh, of course the, uh, the the perfect start for us. For me personally, I only had to play the uh, the men's singles. So there are two men's singles, two women's singles, two mixed doubles, and one women's doubles and one men's doubles. So eight matches in total. I had to play the men's singles one. Um, and the team we played against had decided not to play with the, the full set of foreigners. So usually they would have both Fabio Caponio from Italy, uh, Daniel Nikolov and Dimitar Yanakir from Bulgaria. But I had to play a guy called uh, Marius Alexander Rabul, I think his name is. I didn't know him before the match. Uh, and uh, yeah, it wasn't the most challenging match for me. I think I played uh, fairly well without playing uh, yeah, my best. And I think I had everything under control in the, in the entire match. Uh, I think he did uh, quite okay, actually, uh, given, yeah, he was a player I've never seen or heard about before. Uh, he actually also played a really good men's doubles uh, afterwards. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just a, a nice start on the team. We played in a hall where I think it was like 35 degrees. It was a really warm day in France. Uh, so I was actually having a bit of a headache walking on court, feeling a little bit dehydrated and stuff. But yeah, I uh, I managed pretty well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way uh, I started out playing for Chambly and like one of the reasons why I've chosen to play for Chambly this year is that compared to last year when I played more matches in the uh, in the Czech league I would like to have some some good quality matches so I am hoping to play quite a few of the the young upcoming uh, French guys so like obviously there's the Popov brothers but there's also 
Arno Merkle, there's also Alex Lanier, and there's a few other good guys playing there, Luca Clabou. Yeah, quite a few guys in the uh, the French league. I also saw that Marc Calliau is uh, is playing this year actually, and Julian Karaki. So I could be in for some really uh, good matches, which I will, uh, yeah, which I will really look forward to. Because now that I'm not really playing international tournaments anymore, this is uh, the league matches are my options to play some uh, some high quality uh, matches. So. I'm hoping for that in uh, in some of the uh, upcoming matches. I will be going to France again in October to play the uh, the second round for uh, for Champlain. So I'll be looking forward to that. And it's just like really nice to be part of a new team, like meeting new people. Uh, it's it's quite nice. You feel kind of like a family in Champlain. So I was picked up at the airport by the uh, the club president. Was uh, uh, dr driven to his house uh, along with the. Bea Corrales, a, a Spanish, uh, Spanish women's singles uh, player, and so both me and her, and also Marcus Ellis and Lauren Smith, we all stayed at uh, the, the president and his wife's house. Had each, uh, yeah, there were three rooms. So Marcus and Lauren obviously had their room. Bea had one room, and I had my own room. So, yeah, our base was uh, was at their house, and we did yeah everything together. It was it was quite cozy, and yeah, I felt like. Uh, I was part of uh, like a Chambly family, so that that's uh, very nice, and it was a nice experience to just to get to meet new players, new people, and uh, and try to uh, find a good way to be teammate uh, teammates with uh, these guys. In general, I'm quite used to playing quite a few years in the clubs I've uh, played, so this will be my first one in France. But before that, I've I've had three or four years in my Czech club. I'm now on five years in my Swedish club. And uh, yeah, in most of the Danish clubs I've played, I've also been quite a few years. So I'm uh, looking forward to build up a, a relationship with everyone in uh, in Champly. And yeah, as I said, I also played in the Swedish league last week on Tuesday. So that was another nice experience. Um, nice to be back for a fifth season last year. Unfortunately, I only played one match for uh, for the Swedish team, Trollhättan which was mainly because of my busy schedule with international tournaments and I also played both Danish league and the uh, the Czech league. But now that I'm not traveling so much with the uh, international tournaments, I'm hoping to be able to play quite a few more matches in Sweden. So I'll play Denmark, sorry, Denmark, Sweden, uh, hopefully also some, yeah, France of course, and hopefully also some uh, matches in the, uh, the Czech league. We'll see about that, but I, uh, I hope to be able to. So yeah, we'll just have to see about that. But really nice to be back in Trollhättan. Uh, as I said, it's my fifth season there. And for some crazy reason, I've only played matches at home so far, uh, which is nice. So like every time I go there, I just feel like home. And it was the same once again. Uh, I haven't been there since December last year. Uh, but when I came back, it was just a lot of the same people, everyone being so welcoming. And uh, yeah, I did well in my singles, played really well after a uh, tough loss in the men's doubles in a pretty uh, even match. We lost uh, a close uh, four set game, but my team won 4-2. I won my singles, did well in that one. So yeah, also I'm actually quite content with the, I perform the performance I put in there. So a, a good start and now the team has won the first two matches 4-2 and it's uh, is uh, at maximum points after two rounds so they are defending champions just as my french club is so yeah that's quite a bit to live up to in uh, in this season so i'm looking forward to be part of both those teams and uh, also my danish uh, team where we will actually be playing three matches on eight days uh, or in eight days 
uh, on eight days uh, starting on Tuesday next week. So also quite excited about that. Right, let's move on to some uh, questions from my patrons. Um, I have a few from Anthony, who is uh, first of all asking uh, how long before matches do I have coffee? Or if I don't, what about I, what I've observed from others? And I don't drink coffee. I've never learned to drink coffee. I really love the smell of coffee, but I cannot stand the taste of it. So if anything tastes of coffee and chocolate or desserts or anything, it's yeah, definitely not for me. So yeah, Anthony, I don't drink coffee. And uh, to be honest, I don't really <laughs> know what others do uh, in terms of like how, how long before. I know there's a lot of the Danish players who drink coffee. Uh, it's a big thing when we uh, go on trips to, uh, to go and find good coffee somewhere, but I have basically no idea when they do it uh, before matches. So yeah, I cannot help you on that one, unfortunately. Another question uh, from Anthony about uh, nutrition prior to games, like how long before and the composition of food. And I would say in general, um, I would like to eat around three hours before a match, like a, a pretty big, decent meal. Uh, I try to avoid red meats. I try to get some uh, carbohydrates from, uh, from pasta or something like that. Um, but yeah, like the main thing for me is that I try to avoid uh, red meat uh, and I actually also try to avoid that like the evening before a match as uh, I kind of feel like my my stomach doesn't react or my system doesn't react too well to it. Like I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit harder for my body to digest that. But other than that, I don't really have like things I don't eat or do eat. And I also have to say like, I do eat red meat just, yeah, not uh, just before matches. Um, and then, then like one hour, one and a half hours before the match, I will eat a little bit more like a banana or energy bar or yeah, any kind of smaller uh, energy snack. And uh, yeah, right, like 10, 15 minutes before I go on court, I will often have one of these, um, energy gels that uh, you will maybe know from cycling or, or other sports like that. And uh, when I'm on court, uh, I, I just, I drink energy drinks. So I drink stuff with electrolytes in it and stuff like that. And uh, I will uh, also have an energy bar with me on court so I can, uh, I can uh, grab a bite uh, every now and then during the, uh, the intervals. And a final question from Anthony is, uh, do I ever think players will be able to have like a 30 second snippet of their song of choice when they walk out, like similar to boxing? And I actually really like that question because some years ago, I, uh, I was wondering the same on uh, Twitter or now X, uh, but back then it was called Twitter uh, because I like to watch darts and in darts, there's also like a, uh, a walk on song. Uh, and when I put it out there on Twitter, um, the guys that are running the Twitter for uh, for All England actually replied, and there was a, we had quite a bit of chatter uh, back and forth, and also with some other fans on uh, on Twitter. And uh, these guys at All England were actually looking into it and trying to see if maybe it could be possible at an All England, maybe from the semi-final stage or for the uh, the, the final. Uh, but I think it's stranded with with the. Uh, with the, some issues over the uh, the music rights, that it's it's quite complicated and quite uh, expensive to get the rights for all the different uh, songs. But uh, at least the uh, 
the thought has been there and the consideration. So yeah, maybe it is possible someday. I don't think it's something that's uh, just about to happen, but I think it's uh, definitely not uh, unthinkable that it will happen at some point in the uh, future. I definitely hope so. I think it really adds something uh, to the presentation of the players. And also I think it adds a little bit to uh, knowing the players a little bit better if they have to choose their own songs. It says a bit about the person, uh, what kind of song they will choose for, uh, for the walk on. All right, two questions left. I have one from Raf, who's uh, asking or saying like, I've never really understood how ranking points work when there's buys or withdraws. So if I can uh, explain that in a bit of uh, detail. So yeah, it is uh, maybe a little bit complicated, but yeah, in a tournament, if, if you get a, uh, a first round buy, so like there's no one you have to play, you're just, directly into the second round. If you then lose your first match, which is a second round match in this case, you will only get points from uh, losing the first round. So like everyone else who loses the first match in the tournament, you will get first round points. If you then win your first match and you're into the quarterfinal, then from that point on, you will get points like normal. So if you lose the quarterfinal, you get quarterfinal points. If you lose the semifinal, you get semifinal points and so on. Uh, but if you lose your first match after having received a buy, you will always only get points as if you only made it to the first round. If, however, you get a uh, walkover, so like you had to play a first round, but your opponent withdrew, then you will get your points from actually winning a match. So if I win a match and uh, from a guy withdrawing in the first round and I then lose my second round match, which is then again, basically the first one I played, I will still get second round points because I did actually have an opponent in the first round. I beat them. I know they uh, withdrew, but that's the rule. So like if you had an opponent that withdrew, it counts as a one match. So from that point on, you will just get points like everyone else. So I hope that makes sense. If you get a buy, and you lose your first match, you will only get first round points. If you get a win from a someone withdrawing, you will get points like everyone else. So like for winning a match. So yeah, I hope that makes sense, Raf. It wasn't if it wasn't clear enough, please uh, text me again, and I'll try to explain it a little bit better. Final question from uh, Mache from. Uh, Poland and he is uh, asking would I consider a weekend clinic with me uh, in Denmark somewhere where you guys could learn some basics uh, but important aspects of the game and maybe also some techniques and stuff like that and definitely that would be uh, doable and possible for the next couple of months it's not possible as I'm pretty busy with my weekends but definitely over the uh, the course of the the next year it would uh, be possible so uh, yeah just uh, if anyone listening to this podcast is into that kind of stuff uh, get in touch and uh, we will try to uh, to figure out something it's definitely more doable uh, when it's in Denmark so I don't have to travel uh, it's a lot easier for me when uh, we can do it here in uh, Denmark so if you wanted to uh, combine it with a visit to beautiful Copenhagen, then uh, yeah, it would be doable. So yeah, Mache and uh, anyone else who uh, who would be interested in that, just uh, get in touch and we'll see if we can uh, make it happen. Right, guys and girls, I think that will be it for today. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the podcast and uh, yeah, 
I will be back. I don't know if it will be next week because we have league matches on Tuesday, Friday, and I have Julian Karaki here that I need to uh, do some uh, training with as well. Uh, and we have a league match again the Tuesday after, but I will try to see if I can uh, manage to also get a podcast in. And if not, it will be the, uh, the week after uh, when we have played the third uh, league match. So yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. And uh, yeah, I'll be back soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.